Yeah, let's go cruise Franny Lou tonight, man. <laughs> What's man, up? What's what we up, did everybody? We play the instrumental mic so we don't get ourselves into trouble. <laughs> there you go. There's always a loophole, man. There's always a loophole. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Crack House Podcast. My name is Michael Sullivan. Joining me as always, Chris, Game of Thrones, the man of winter, whatever they call it on that show. Musky, Muscalino, what's up, winter dude? Winter is here, Big Mike. <laughs> winter is coming. Oh, I have a very funny Game of Thrones story. We'll start ahead, out with man. that. Okay. Jack, that was on the show a few weeks ago. Right. When we were talking, his dad's a plumber. He uh, owns okay. his own plumbing business. Now he's a... Uh, I think he works for like a big company now. He's like the, the foreman of the company or whatever. Right. He did Pete Dinklage's house in Brooklyn. He bought like one of these like old Brooklyn mansions and redid it up. And he had to have work done like his boiler went out or whatever. And Jack's father went over there and like oversaw the whole job. Like I think he all new pipes and everything in the house and really updated it. So he said he was looking at the boiler with Pete Dinklage and his dad is a fan of the show. And he just said something like uh, he looked at him. He's like, yo, you got to get this done. You got to get this done. He looked down at him and he was like, you know, winter is coming. <laughs> said, he just looked at him with that face. Like, really? You're like, OK, guy. Dude, it's a great show. You ever uh, I know you mentioned to me off air. Are you going to you going to watch it at, at some point or what? Well, when when lockdown two happens in a, in a few more weeks, <clears> I'm sure I'll, I'll get right into it. <laughs> I have I have two shows on my list. If the lockdown okay. happens again, it's going to be it'll probably be Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. I would I would, I would say, two of my favorites. I would, I would say those two are are going to be my uh, on my to do list. If it does happen, we don't know if it will happen. I think it's going to be a lot different this time. I think they, I don't know they, if we're going to get it or not, Mike. I really don't. Um, I don't think we, I don't think it's a lockdown. But I, I think okay. now it's 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 like you better have your mask on and you're going to have to be uh, it's going to be a phone everywhere you go. It's going to be show me show me your papers everywhere you go. That's well, what you're pretty much going to have to do man. just to enjoy yourself. Dude, if you want to take your wife to a Broadway where you show. Are. Well, yeah, I'll buy you. It's nothing. Correct. Like no one gives a shit. Nah, like, nearly it's it. not. It's not near anywhere is near the city right now. But I think it just really depends what state you live in. Mm-hmm. Like I think we talked about it like before, like New York, New York City specifically. I think it's going to get to the point where you're going to need to have a vaccine and you're going to be able to to go to a bar, yeah. restaurant, or a cruise or a show or whatever it is. I think places like Florida, not so much. Texas, same deal. California, Los Angeles is already implemented. I just can't see them doing it across the country and. You know, I, I'm just really conflicted. I like I, I, I read a lot of stuff. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. I just I just want it to be over. But I definitely don't want to get it again. And I don't want to pass huh. it to anybody. And, you know, I'm sick of the political bullshit when it comes to this thing. I just want to really, truly be done with it. But well, from everything I read, Mike, you know, now I'm reading that you can get the vaccine and you can still pass it along to somebody. You can still get infected. That's number one. Number two, they're talking about the variant where they got the Delta variant. And then the bat lady from China is talking about all sorts of other uh, variants coming down the pike, which are more dangerous. So now the question becomes, you get the vaccine. Great. You show your papers. Great. You can do stuff here in New York City. Great. Maybe we don't lock down, but you know, now you're, you're faced with the specter of, you know, 
all of a sudden this being for not, and you know, your vaccine isn't resilient to any sort of new variant and you're back to square one. And the question becomes, where does it end? You know, as far yeah. as you can't just lock down stuff anymore. I, I think, I think everybody on both sides kind of agrees with that. And I yeah. think wherever you are, I, I just don't think it comes to that, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's interesting, man. You know, I just, uh, I'm probably going to get the Pfizer vaccine. You know, my antibodies, Came back a couple of months ago. The doctor recommended me to hold off a little bit. But like I said, man, everything that you're reading, you know, I just don't want to get hospitalized. You know, that stuff was pretty brutal the first time around. Luckily, you and I didn't have to go to the hospital. But yeah, I think things will be a little bit different this time in terms of the lockdown. I think people will be a little bit more smart. And in some places, I don't think it's going to make a difference. You know, if you live in the city, um, I don't think anything really changes. I think if you live in Florida, it's business as usual or Texas, yeah, same I, deal. I saw people today. I was out and there were people there from Arizona and someone just brought it up. Like, how is COVID? And they were like, what's COVID? <laughs> to them, it was like, you know, it was business as usual. There was no, I'm not locking anything down. Go. People don't get it, man. I talk to people throughout the country and I've had mm-hmm. conversations with neighbors and friends about this. Everybody's all over the place with it because yeah. Mike, honestly, we, nobody knows, you know, I mean, that's the reality oh. of it. Nobody knows anything about this thing. Yeah. You know, we have an idea, you know, you, you hope that the vaccine kind of works and kind of gets us to immunity and stuff, but then you read all sorts of stuff and you just don't know what the hell to believe, you know? And, um, you know, just, I, it's, yeah. it, it's just really mind boggling. It really, you know is, what it, you know what it, you know what it is, man. I just don't want to be one of those COVID denier guys like fuck COVID. There's both, and then the oh, next yeah. and then thing you're you know, you're, you're, and then you're there's two intubated, right? This, uh, this is real, man. This is a real thing, man. I wish I got the vaccine. I waited too late. So yeah, why did I do it. this? Yeah, and you know what? what? I've been seeing those kind of things, like in the New York Post and CNN a lot. And you know, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a you know a, a COVID denier. I, I believe in science and stuff. But again, the stuff is all over the damn place, man. I mean, it's just really. You know, it's scary. It really is, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I, now, the funny, and, and the last thing is, you know, in the city, you know, we, we just talked about it, you know, so it's, you know, it's going towards that point where I don't think they lock down, but you're going to have to get this Excelsior pass, I think, you know, which mm-hmm. kind of shows you, you know, that you've been vaccinated, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, here's the deal. I mean, you need, you need to see an Excelsior pass, right? You know, to, to go into yeah. places. And show that you're vaccinated, you know, for all intents and purposes. And again, don't take this anybody, anybody's watching this. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm going to get it. But none of these things have been FDA approved. So the reality of it is they all got fast forward, right? And that's great. But none of them are FDA approved. So here's the deal. You want me to take a, a vaccine that's not FDA approved. And you want me to show my papers in order to go to places. But on the flip side, you know, you got a problem for me showing my ID when I go to vote. Think about yeah, that for big, a second. Yeah, that's a big thing. By the way, your screen just froze up and it looked like you had Bell's palsy of the face. Like it just got you. Like, <laughs> yo, did you Dude, see I didn't Andrew, say that? Andrew Dice senses, Clay. I didn't do that. Did you okay. see Andrew Dice Clay? He's got Bell's palsy from taking the vaccine. Really? Yeah, he's like this. I'm over here now. Whoa. I think I froze up again, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you froze up a little bit. 
But yeah, he's got but, uh, like if, if if you follow Dice on Instagram, go look at his pictures recently. He's got he's got Mary Jo Botafuco face. It's like dude. YouTube. I didn't say that, bro. Don't don't scream. I did. Damn episode off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. Like I said, I think it's going to be something that, like here in New York, it's going to be you got to keep it on your phone, wherever you can go, whatever you want to do. You're going to have to be vaccinated. That's that's what it's going to come down to. You want to go to a play. You want to go to dinner. You want to do whatever. I think the outdoor dining, they don't give a shit about. Like, that's you know, going to be cool. Me, my wife went out to, you know, Audrey and I went out to, tonight. You know, we went to a, a Caribbean spot near us, you know, outdoor restaurant. Nice. Well, I had to wait, you know, we waited about 45 minutes, but we we're outside. The food was decent. No problem. It's, Nobody wore it's, masks outside. It's cool now. But what happens like last year when it was the middle of February and these poor restaurants are like come eat here it's february man it is nine degrees outside i'm not eating in a wood shack you know well here's the deal mike you know these places are kind of caught between a rock and a hard place yeah, because on one side they don't want to get their staff infected and i and i get that but yeah. on the flip side they're, they're making customers in some of these places show paperwork you know in order to get into their place yeah. they're going to run into the risk of killing themselves in terms of business because here's the deal if i'm bar hopping in in, in the village or somewhere in the city am i really going to bother with the place that's going to hassle me to show me you know have me show them their paperwork my paperwork or am i just going to go to the place that just lets me in with no hassle yeah you know yeah it's it's, well i think in manhattan at least or like in the city the five boroughs you get the the underground stuff is going to start up again yeah you're going to see those underground clubs underground like whatever comedy clubs music clubs whatever restaurants that are going to probably have a, a little back entrance for people so like i said we'll, we'll see what happens man i mean it's 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 a little too early to tell right now but it looks like we're going in in the direction of you better have some type of uh id on you for when you do want to go outside in the city so right, we'll, right, we'll, right. We'll, we'll, we'll just see what happens Speaking of something that we can't, we can tell right now is Cuomo is screwed. The boy got, the boy got issues. He does, Mike, but here's the deal. I mean, we spoke about it, right? And, you know, it looks like he's done, right? But here's the deal. He got off with that, that nursing home bullshit, right? Well, that's right? still kind of technically, supposedly he that. Got, he got technically away from it. So what makes you think that in his head that he... Thinks he's got his got to yeah. resign. He's got the he's got the president calling for his head. He's got both parties calling for him to resign. You know, the Democratic Party leader of New York State is asked him to resign. He ain't going anywhere, bro. No, he's not. I gonna mean, they're going to literally have to throw him out, <laughs> dude. You know, and Blas- I think he's just an yeah. arrogant guy at this point. That yeah. Bill De Blasio is telling you you're bad at your job. Yeah, Bill De Bla- dude, Bill De Blasio telling you you're bad at your job is like Casey Anthony telling you you're a bad parent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that being pulled stuff. Like I can't believe that. But well, dude, listen, they're hopping on the guy. I, and, you I, know, I think there's reason. Thing, yeah, wasn't there a thing too? Like he might have like an if if Democrats all vote in a block, like he could he wouldn't get impeached. I they're think there was something him. like that. They're gonna have to impeach him because he ain't they, going. They ha- he ain't yeah. resigning. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. He's and like just thinking about it with that nursing home <laughs> stuff. They had him dead to right with that crap. Well, really what did they, they drop? Right. What did they drop with? The, they only dropped one part of that nursing home thing, though. 
It wasn't the whole. Exactly what it is, but they had him on all sorts of different stuff. They had him falsifying numbers so that the the president uh, at the time didn't go after him. Think about that. But that's no, no, no. That's the whole thing right now. Part of it is dropped, but the fudging again. Yeah, you froze up. Your eyes are closed. You look like you're sleeping on your throne. (laughs) But um, I know what it is, man. I think part of it. You're back. He's back. Sorry, folks. I think part of it is. The fudging of the numbers, they can still grab him on. It's like no, I don't think it's criminal stuff. I think that was more like some other like administrative law they were going at. But like, I, I think the him fudging the numbers is still out there. So he's he's going to have some problems. I mean, it's, it's very funny. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard there's a lot of like video now of, of like his brother Chris on CNN when he passes it off to like Don Lemon and Don Lemon, like has to, like Chris Cuomo is not talking about it at all on CNN. Of course Everything he can't. Else, he can't. The, and then he just like passes it off to Don Lemon. Oh, here you go. And he, Don Lemon just starts like, like, like the way we are right now, like split screen, like, Hey, Chris, go for it. And then you just like lambast like my entire family. Like, are they all going to jail now? Is he, he has <laughs> to step down. And like Chris Cuomo is just sitting there like an idiot. Dude, listen, I, I'm i not a fan of, the, I'm not a fan of either one of those guys. They're both pretentious assholes in my, excuse me, guys, sorry about the language. Uh, the, uh, you know, the reality of it is I'm not fans of either one of them. They're both pretentious. They're both arrogant. You know, they're both hypocritical. But again, when it looks, you know, they've got him on dead to right on this thing. Yeah. There's 10 people that came out. He's done. I think one person, I think one woman, I think went out and I think she pressed police charges at this point. So I think there should be some sort of, I don't know where they go from it. I don't know what the statute of limitations are on it. I don't know if it goes anywhere, but I read somewhere today that I guess someone, when one of the, one of the victims, I guess, filed the police report against him, but I think everybody's unified. I mean, Biden called for his head. He asked him to resign. Both parties in New York state asked him to resign. The democratic chairman asked him to resign. Everybody's asking him to resign. Yeah. And my thing is, if he didn't resign after that nursing home thing, what makes you think he's going to do it now? You're going to have to impeach him and throw him out. And to answer your question, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a big deal at this point. I don't think Democrats are really going to stand in the way because no, not the evidence yet. is overwhelming. This is not partisan nonsense. It's just, you know, he's, it's, it's there. It's yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a cancer right now to them. He's like, if you're well, if you're a Democrat that votes not to impeach, it's like uh, career suicide at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's very damaging to the Democratic Party right now. I mean, yeah. let's put it this way. I mean, the Democrats are riding high. They've got the they've got the Congress wrapped up. They've got the White House. They've got the Senate, or at least the tie in the Senate. You know, in, in big states like New York, they run the place, just like in California. They don't need this. They really don't. You know, um, you know, all things aside, they should really get rid of him. But like I said, this should have been done six, seven months ago. You know, you're talking 10,000 people in nursing homes kaput because it's idiot you I mean, know and the it, question becomes who becomes the next governor that's the real question who's the you know, lieutenant governor it? man yeah who's ever the you know another david patterson Ooh. some some blind cokehead dude that Ooh. was just like yo i'm the governor now this is great dude we've had a bad run we've had a bad run of politicians <laughs> Elliot, last yeah. 15 years elliot spitzer david elliot spitzer right uh what's his face the um the What's his face? The uh, uh, the, the, the 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 genitalia picture guy. 
Oh, Wiener. Wiener, right? He That's used to live right by me. Actually. Did he? Yeah, I'd see him in the neighborhood every now and again. I used to see him. Curtis Lewa used to live by me. Walking around in it. Yeah, walking around in his Superman outfit. I was in the you as far as like with masks and stuff. People are wearing them. Like people wear them inside the store. I always keep one either in my car or in my pocket if I'm going out. I do both. I mean, even That's tonight, it. you know, we go out and have it in my pocket just in case yeah. anybody says anything. No one, no one said anything though. Like you can go into it's like I went into a store before. Some people had it on, some people didn't. The people behind the counter didn't seem to give a shit. I guess until it becomes <laughs> mandatory. Until it becomes mandatory again, no one's gonna say anything. Right, 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 right. But uh, but I will tell yeah. you what, my employer, my employer pushed out our work, our return to office date until the 18th of October, and I I saw that. Wow. I think I think Google Google did the same thing. They pushed out their return uh, to office October 18th, and I saw something to the effect that Twitter did as well. And uh, it just seems like a lot of these places are getting a little bit hip. They don't want to get sued. And they also, I think, I, I think they want to be lock and step with one another. You know, you don't want to be Apple and say, hey, oh, Mike, yeah. you, you, you know, you yeah. got to come back uh, September 1st. And the Delta variant is raging. And uh, you know what? Google's not going to have you back until or Amazon's not going to have you back until January 1st. So I, I think they're all kind of working like in lock and step and watching what, what, what each other do, you know, does at this point. The interesting thing is going to be the schools. That's going to be the most interesting thing because I, I think that's really when you get into a touchy thing with, you know, some parents don't want their kids wearing masks. Well, I mean, good. Well, I mean, like with the with the companies and everything, man, I don't think this time around, they, uh, the last time, I don't think they're going to deal with it too much. But this time around, dude, if you're Joe Schmo and you go back to work and you drop dead within three weeks from COVID, that family's going to sue the shit out of Apple, oh, Google, absolutely, man. you know, absolutely. So, yeah, like you, know, you said, they're, 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 you know, they're right. all hedging their bets, man. And right, like you said, right. with school already has said, I got a, an email the other day. It's like the vaccine isn't mandatory, but if your kid wants to participate in anything after school, they have to have it. Now, how did so. they deal with it on the police department? Like, I, you know, I, besides you, I've got a lot of friends on the force or X-Force. I know they um, when the vaccine first rolled out, I guess it was offered to, to you guys free. But how does that work? Yeah. Like if you catch COVID, like I knew guys that were working in Brooklyn oh. at the beginning of it last year, they all got it, you know, and they were like, you know, what what recourse do you have? I know a lot of guys were calling sick and stuff, that kind they, of you, deal. You just go out sick. Like in the beginning, like when it first really started, where it was like mask lockdown, the whole thing. If you got it, they, they would just like stay home. Right. Like right. Say, here was the thing. Here's, here's a perfect example. All right, Chris, your wife got it. You're a cop. You want to go into work. They were like, nah, stay home. Yeah. They would keep you out. They didn't want it. They didn't want you bringing it into work because that's what it was. People were just like spreading it through like a family member got it. You don't have it, but now you're carrying it. And now you bring right. it into work. It was like, uh, I don't know. What the hell was that movie? The Mark Wahlberg movie. The M. Night Shyamalan movie. Everything just going through the air. You know, it's 12 monkeys. It was 12 monkeys. You're just spreading it around, man. Everyone was. <clears throat> no, here's my deal, though. You know, I cough now. I get a sniffle. I get worried I'm going to get it again. And that's what's driving me to get the vaccine. But the problem is, you know, I'm reading stories where you get the vaccine. You still get it. So, I mean, you kind of screwed if you do. And you're kind of screwed if you don't. Right. I mean, the only thing I yeah. could say is, like, if you get the vaccine from what I'm reading, it looks like it. The symptoms aren't as bad if you do happen to catch it. And the risk of hospitalization is very 
very small if you have yeah, the vaccine yeah, compared yeah. to if you don't have it. Yep. So that, who uh, the hell knows, man? That uh, that's what happened with uh, what I just read. That whole thing of like, yeah, you you'll get like a mild version of it now if you vaccinate it. So right. Who knows? Like you said, the last thing I want, you know, you see these pictures of these people that like anti-vaccine or blah 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 or deniers and shit. You see them on the cover of the front front page of the New York Post. Oh, 43 year old guy. He's on a ventilator. He's breathing for his life. He's sending out text message. Oh, I waited too long to get the vaccine. We were going to yep. get it. Blah, blah, blah. You don't want that to, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, I don't know, man. Scary times, man. Scary times. I thought we were out of the, out of the woods and it seems like it's, you know, the bell goes on and on and on. The movie goes on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, going on and on and on. What do we got now? We got your boy Messi leaving. He's yeah, out. He's man. gone. So I'm uh I'm not a fan of Barcelona. Uh, you know they're they were arguably one of the greatest soccer teams of all time from like 2009 to like 2012, 13. And Messi, you know, Messi's an Argentinian guy, really Italian, you know, by ancestry, but. He's played for Barcelona his whole career. He's probably arguably the best soccer player of all time, you know, right up there with Pele. And um, I get, you know, the, the European soccer league is a little bit different than domestic leagues here in the United States in the sense that they don't have a hard cap, but they have what's called financial fair play. So if you go over a certain number and you can't justify it, you kind of get sanctioned and really hit hard with, with fines by the individual leagues over there. And I guess they couldn't fit this guy's contract in. So he had a contract. He had an agreement. And um, I don't think they could fit him in. And basically, he's a free agent. So most likely, he's going to go to this team, the super team in Paris called Paris Saint-Germain. And uh, he's going to play with some of the best players in the world. But guy's 34. He's towards the tail end of his career. I, I was hoping that he would either come to my team, Manchester United, or I was hoping he'd come to the MLS, which I think would be huge for you know, soccer here in the United States. You know, I think the problem well, that would be like when Beckham showed up, right? Like he gave it a little. No, but I'm saying like it, it, it'll give the American sport a shot in the arm. Is what I'm saying. Huge, like huge. him coming here. So other than other than the United States winning the World Cup, I think the biggest thing that could help soccer here in this country would be yeah. like to get a guy in the prime of his career come to the MLS. You know, a guy like Messi at his prime, a guy like Ronaldo in his prime. Guys like that, dude, they're, you, they're, they're bigger than any star. You know, just picture Alex Rodriguez at the prime of his career or a guy like Michael Jordan or a guy like – those are the only guys, like Gretzky, you know, those type yeah. of guys, you know, at the prime of their career to come here. And we just haven't had it. And if he would come, I think it would be huge. It would be a big shot in the arm, much bigger than Beckham, who was never as big as a star as Messi. But um, we'll see. We'll say it's big news, man. It's huge news. I mean, it's I think, yeah, but I, th- I think with that, uh, with like David Beckham, though, he was more than the game in a sense. Like with his he wife, despite, you know, he was married to a Spice Girl. He's doing like uh, underwear commercials. Like he, he he had like that, that kind of like that Babe Ruth factor, like bigger than the game. If you don't know soccer, but you know who David Beckham is. They did oh, a yeah, movie about you know, they. They did a movie yes. about right that bend it like back, you know, all that shit. Yes. So, like, but here's the deal: so want to check him out. No one cares how good he is. It's just the name, because right. he was at the so, tail end of his career, right when he came in. Yes, yes, so. he did. He did. He came towards like his about Messi's age. But here's the deal: just 
I agree with you. I think that Beckham was huge and I think he's a cultural icon and he had much more stuff than the actual gameplay and the talent for the game. Yeah. But here's the deal. Messi is, he's a huge, huge star, dude. Just think across the world. I'm not talking just the United States. He's on par with Jordan. He's on par with Gretzky, Tom Brady, whoever you want to throw in there. You know, um, the only equivalent for him right now would be probably Ronaldo and maybe this guy Neymar who's Brazilian. But um, there's language barriers a little bit. So that kind of knocks it down a little bit for some of these guys. They don't really speak perfect English. Yeah. But, you know, make no mistake, if that guy came here to the U.S., he would be a, a 10 times bigger than Beckham was when he came here. And he, he would be phenomenal for the sport. And he would be phenomenal for the, for the game internationally as well. It would bring a lot, a lot of eyes, in my opinion, if he came to MLS. It's going to be big for him going to uh, Paris. It's huge. You know, just... Um, Picture this, picture Michael Jordan in 1997 and 1998 can't come to an agreement with the Bulls to fit under the salary cap and going to, I don't know, the Lakers or a stack team at the time. I don't remember, maybe the Utah Jazz or whoever. That's the equivalent of it. Okay. And, um, you know, on this level, you know, it's it, it's a worldwide thing. It's that's not a country thing, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I was a little, I was a little shocked when I saw it. I thought it was a done deal where he was going to go back to his team and I saw it today. So big news though, huge news. It's all over the paper, you know, all over most websites and stuff, you know, ESPN plastered. So as small as soccer is in this country and it's still near baseball or football. I mean, it's still, it's a big story. Let me ask you, have you, uh, staying on soccer a little bit, but a little off topic. Have you watched um, Ted Lasso? I have That's not, true. but I want to check it out because that guy's hysterical. I caught like two episodes of it. And Is it pretty, good? Yeah, it's pretty like you don't have to be a soccer fan so far to watch. It's just a goof. He plays like this. What was, uh, the, movie, what was the movie with him and Owen Wilson? Where they um, hall pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember the movie Hall Pass? Yeah, How funny yeah. was that? Me and my buddies used great. to laugh hysterically with that. That's the, uh, what was it? The Farrelly Brothers movie. Yeah. Dude, so it? damn funny. I'm frozen up again. I look like the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, the Farrelly Brothers. The, the, those guys did great. Yeah, that Hall Pass movie was funny. The guy at the end was great when they're in the club. And oh. he's just like breaking it down. You're like a beautiful mind, man. Dude, I always I always worry when I DJ places, you know, and, and sometimes I feel my age. I feel like I'm getting judged and I'm like that guy in the club. You yeah, he's like too old to be in a club, too old to be spinning music, yeah. that kind of deal. Even though technically you're never too old, but like you never want to be that guy. You never want to be the guy at the body barn at age 30, you know, mm-hmm. past your prime, that kind of deal. You never want to be in the bar and be considered the old man at the bar, you know, that comes around and. Yeah. Know, we used to have a guy at St. John's. I forgot his name, but the guys that who watch the show who are from St. John's Macho know know who I'm talking about. We had this old guy who used to come around St. John's all the time. He was probably in his 60s or 70s. And we'd come to gantries all the time and he would t- he would snap pictures. He's got pictures of all of us. We used to joke, like, what is this guy doing? Like he, you know, he was well, you know, he's a nice guy. He would say hello to everybody, but he would take like Polaroid pictures of everybody. And we're like, you know, what is this guy doing? He's like taking pictures of us and putting them like on his on his wall in his house and like, you know, silence and lambs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you never want to be that guy. You never want to be that yeah. older guy in a bar or a place or a restaurant and like, Oh yeah, that's, that's Chris. You know, he, he's a, you know, he's a good old guy. You know, he's, you know, he always comes around that kind of deal, but whole pass is hysterical, bro. 
Yeah, Hall play, like I mean, he's a funny dude anyway, Jason Sudeikis. But uh, yeah, this, who is the other he, guy? Who is the little guy in that movie? The guy who's like, you know, it's guys like me who gives guys like you a job. And this little thing, this little moat here at the barista is going to protect me from beating you. You know? Oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. That little guy. Yeah, that guy was pretty funny, too. That's a guy who <laughs> he was drunk, funny. He does a uh, drunk history. That guy. He doesn't know. He's hysterical. That guy. Yeah, he, do, he does a show called Drunk History on uh, Comedy Central. I don't know if it's still on, but he would get like pretty famous comedians drunk. And they would just like retell like parts of history. It was pretty, and the chubby it was, guy, who is the chubby guy in that movie? The guy who uh, they were smoking weed on on the golf course, and he you know did number two, you know that kind of deal. Oh yeah, 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 that, that guy, yeah. And he was the, funny. The tall guy, Stephen Merchant, I think is in that too. The English guy. <laughs> yeah, the English guy's done a, a couple of things. He did. Uh, he did a couple of shows on it. He, dude, that was a phenomenal show, man. It was, it was completely hysterical. He, the other guy, Stephen Merchant, he created The Office. Oh, okay. He, with Ricky Gervais. He was like the co-creator or like the co-writer with him on that. Yeah, that guy's been around in a zillion different things, too. He's like huge in England. But uh, Jason, yeah, the show Ted Lasso is basically, he's an American football coach who signs with like, dude, I'm not going to give it away, but it's got, I'm only like two episodes in. It's got a complete we just ripped off Major League and just put it on a soccer field. <laughs> like, remember the movie Major League? The wife was like the the wife inherited so the team. That's the exact thing going on here, man. It's like some like upper crust English woman inherits his team, and she really doesn't care about the. It seems like she doesn't care about winning or anything else. It's just kind of like a tax write off. I don't know if it's going to where like she's going to sell the team for a lot of money, like or move the team or whatever, like it was in the movie. But like two episodes in, she seems exactly almost like the owner in Major League. And it seems like that kind of, like a fish out of water thing. Uh, Let's turn with this for a couple of minutes. So let me ask you this on the same on the same vein. Now I'm psyched because I've, I've been reading stuff about this. I've been meant to watching it, meant to watch it. And now that you're saying that you like it and you're giving me the premise of it, I'm definitely going to check it out. Here's my question, going back to Major League. What's the best baseball movie ever made, in your opinion, comedy or otherwise? All, all encompassing. I, you know what? It was just on cable a few weeks ago. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the natural. I agree. That's my favorite. I, I, Close second is Major League. You know, I'm not a Field of Dreams guy, other than like the end. You know, with the father and stuff. I, but, I'll, um, I'll say this about. Feel the dreams, and it's only because our dads are still alive, right? I th- I think if we had dead dads, oh, we we we'd be crying at every uh, feel the dreams. I think you'd probably say that's your top, you know, oh, the yeah. end of that the end of that movie, man. When he yeah, he's playing catch with you. You know, if you don't, if you lost your dad, you probably lose your shit watching that movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. You're like, you, you know, you're like a little kid with a skin knee. You know, you're probably yeah, just yeah, crying yeah, your yeah, yeah. eyes out. But yeah, I would say the natural. I like the natural, man. That's a great. I like the natural, too. I agree. Michael Madsen was great in that. I was just watching that. Like, you, you forget he's in that movie, kind of. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, he's bump. He gets bump, killed. <laughs> running into a wall. Like, like how What's bad was that Michael Madsen movie? That how or bad? Reservoir Dogs? Oh, Reservoir Dogs. Okay. He's awesome in Reservoir Dogs. I mean, he's barely in 
you know, what's he in the, what's he in the natural for 10, 15? That's probably like his breakthrough. That probably movie. is. Cause that's, I mean, that's like 84. The natural. 84, 84. And Around his, that. Does he have a sister, Virginia Madison? Yeah. Okay. She's been a lot of stuff too. Yeah. She's like around the same age as him. They've been in, I think they did a couple of movies together and, uh, He's done. I mean, like he's been in like a zillion things, but he was pretty funny in that. I'm trying to think like when you watch it, when, when you watch it, though, it's like you got Wilfred Brimley, who just died. Uh, the other guy was famous to the, the other coach, the other the bench coach guy. Right. But like the other guys on the team, really? Well, Frenchie from Goodfellas is on the team. L.A. Law guy, Corbin Benson. He's in it. No, that's Major League. Major League, right, right, right. I'm talking. Oh, the natural. I know we're talking. I thought. Oh, we're still natural. Talking. I'm sorry. You want to talk? All right. So Major League, you got who? You got Corbin Burnson, Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger from Platoon, an unknown Wesley. Oh yeah, he's right. unknown in that. And they said that Wesley but, Snipes, who's who's yeah, Willie yeah. Mays, case? Willie in the wow. first one, and then in the second one, I think he wanted more money, and they were like, "Dude, calm down," because I think after oh, that he. He hit like a couple of movies after that in a row where it made money and he wanted more money for like Major League Two. They were like, nah, we'll just get Omar Epps. Goodbye. Did we ever talk about that? About how big Wesley Snipes was from like 89 to like 91, 92 yeah. and then boom, tax stuff and then poof. Yeah, just appears. Dude, he was huge, man. New Jack Custler and all that stuff. New Jack City. Like, you movie. know, from our senior year in high school to like 91, 92. Art of you War. Know? Art of War is a badass movie. Blade. White Man Can't Jump. White Man like, Dude, he's got... People always forget this movie of him and Woody Harrelson. Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. They're oh, I that love movie. that show. Wildcats. They're, the they're in that stuff. movie. To, I, I knew Woody Harrelson was in it. And then they're watching it again. You're like, fucking Wesley Snipes? That's their first movie together. That's like 1980, <laughs> another movie, like 84, 85. And then they go on to do like... <laughs> three or four more movies after that putting aside from like the obvious like rocky i guess and uh you know some of the biggest sports movies another underrated underrated sports movie i think is probably uh teen wolf with michael j fox remember that yeah, back in the day it's not you would consider you consider teen wolf a sports movie i would never consider that a sports movie absolutely absolutely that's a teen romantic comedy you know if kobe will if kobe bryant was a wolf that would have been bio, a biographical movie of, of Kobe Bryant. You know, just basically a supremely talented player who takes all the shots <laughs> in a game. <laughs> but uh, no, no, absolutely. I consider Teen Wolf a movie. Uh, just like I consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, you know, in the same vein. No, you can't. You can't. Ba- basketball's the backdrop in Teen Wolf, man. Oh, by the you, you you know about the end of Team Wolf, right? The guy in the stands with his wang hanging out. Oh no, no, no! I never heard that. You never heard this story, dude? We no. looked this up. Jack and I looked this up, and it's it's true. It was I thought it was like urban legend kind of myth. All right, the end of Team Wolf. You know, he hits the shot as Scott, right? He he's not right. the wolf. He hits the shot, and right, right, like, right. You know, when the kids are coming out of like the bleacher stands. Like they were all extras from wherever they filmed it. I think it was like somewhere in Ohio or Indiana or whatever. So they were all like just dopey kids. Okay. One, one kid unzipped his pants and whipped it out. 
And there's a version of it still out there where you see this guy with his wang hanging out, running down like the bleacher stairs, like, you can look it up online. It's out there. Just look up Teen Wolf and scene guy with his Teen Wolf out. So kind of like um, little again, YouTube, don't kill me on this little guy hanging from a rope in, uh, in uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but that I've wasn't seen. real either. No, no. That was real. That's not a real guy dead in Wizard of Oz. Yes, it is. No Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Look it up. Absolutely. Bet you a million dollars. It's absolutely real. Check it out, actually, if you have a chance. Now, in the in the original Wizard of Oz cut, there was a small guy who was, I guess, one of the um, the little people. They found he committed suicide. He was hanging from a rope in, in, in one of the trees when they were going through the forest. They whitewashed the scene. They took it out. But it's absolutely, absolutely the case, just like what you're explaining in Teen Wolf. No way. Google search no. it, absolutely. I'm going to look this Oh, man. I, no, I got my phone on airplane mode. You have to look this up. You got your computer right, Let me on see phone? if I can get it. Hold on. Continue. As, as I look it up, it's absolutely the case. Wizard of Oz. Well, that was like to the dead kid in Three Men and a Baby. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's see. Let's see. Wizard of Oz suicide. No, there's definitely. And it's got to be. Uh, uh, let's see. Urban legend. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, the three men and a baby. They said there was a dead ghost kid in like the corner. It turned out it was just a cardboard cutout. So the film legend holds that the munchkin ha- hanged himself on camera during the film of Wizard of Oz. Uh, let's see. So they whitewashed the scene. I'm looking at a couple different things here, Mike. And yeah. some of it says it's BS. Some of it's stuff. Some of it's saying it's actually the case. Uh, let's see. So there's a couple things that say it's true and a couple things that say it's false. Let's see. So other versions of the rumor combine elements from both explanations, such as the claim that the strange figure was actually a stagehand hanging himself. Um, some of these things say it's true. Some of the things that say it's false. So I'm not going to tell you it's definitive, but I've read enough things that said, you know, that that was the case. The story goes that one of the munchkins hung himself in a tree as they're walking through to meet Oz. And at some point, I guess they took it out of the movie. So the, one of the cuts had it kind of like what um, what happened with the um, what you just explained in Team Wolf. Yeah. Now, whether or not it's true or not, I mean, I always was the assumption that it was true. But uh, I'm reading a couple of things that say it could be BS. So I don't know for a fact, but it's the same premise. I, didn't, I mean, I've heard that story with uh, the guy hanging and the same thing, too, with like three men and a baby. There's a scene where, like, I think it's like Ted Danson walks through that huge apartment they live in, and there's something in a corner, like behind like a sheer curtain, and it looks like a figure of like a little kid. And it turned out it was just like a, a cardboard cutout because Ted Danson plays an actor in it, and it's like a cardboard cutout of one of his movies or whatever. So, you know, a lot of times they have their own little explanations. Well, but, back uh, to the sports movies for a second. So we always talk about the goat in each individual sport. Whether yeah. it's um, you know, whether it's Gretzky, whether it's Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan in football, you know, look for most people it's Tom Brady. For me, it's Joe Montana. Let me ask you this: 
who's the fictional goat of sports in, in movies? Is it Roy Hobbs? Is it Teen Wolf? Is it... Um... Oh, I got one. I got one. I got go one. I'm going to go Matthew Modine in Vision Quest. Ooh, good one. He fucking good takes one. out shoot, bro. Takes, takes out shoot. shoot, bro. Shoot. That was a great underrated movie. When I got to college, yeah. that was the first time I watched that movie. Really good. Modine's a little grating for me. Like, I, I, mm. I liked him in some of stuff, but in some stuff, he was just like, just like that kind of guy that, you know, just want to, you know, that kind of deal. Mm. You know, it's just like, he always plays that, like, Weasley-type character that, you know, the kind of guy, yeah. like, that strikes you like you're at the bar with your girlfriend, and, like, you turn your head for a second, and he's all over. <laughs> and then he come, and he, like, disappears. And when you go, you know, we get into an argument with her, he's there, you know, that type of guy. Yeah. But, um, no, that's a good one. Uh, I'm just trying to think of dominant sports figures. Rocky, well, Rocky wasn't dominant, man. Rocky took a beating a lot of times. You know, if anything, it would have been Apollo Creed, right? Who yeah. was based off Muhammad Ali. Or is it... Um, Club of Lang. Club of Lang could be goats. He beat the shit out of a lot of guys. Hey, woman. <laughs> you want a real man? Mm. Come here, woman. From my hotel after the fight. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of that I'm missing. I'm just trying to think of like big sports movies. What, what big football movies do we have? Um, what about, all right, what about, I'll say Dennis Quaid in Any Given Sunday? Or, or, Put, or Jamie, or Jamie Foxx. Yeah, listen, you can make a case like, for Dennis Quaid in Breaking Away. 1976, the bicycle. Yeah, but he wasn't the real bike guy. The other guy was, uh, everybody's all American, Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. That's a great okay. one. But like, oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. I got it. Jimmy Chitwood. Hoosiers. Yeah. All right. There's another one. I mean, you could go through every. Dude, Jake Taylor calling his shot and he bunts. <laughs> Jake Taylor. Come on. Dude, Major League was good, man. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I think Natural was probably my favorite of the baseball genre movie, but. Major League was great, man. We were seniors in high school when that came out, yeah. and uh, so many good lines. It's no good to drink Joe Boo's rum. It's very bad. Very, very bad. Or uh, That guy was one? a nobody in that one, yeah. Dennis Hayes. Here's the thing, man. Like, I couldn't buy, I couldn't buy Joe Boo when he was in 24. So, you know, I guess this was before Obama was president. And they made Joe Boo president of, of the fictional series 24 with Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. So uh-huh. I'm thinking to myself, how the hell could this guy be president of the United States? This guy was Joe Boo. He was running around with a tutu telling me that it's not good to drink his rum and that Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. And now he's president of the United States. I, I mean, I know it was like different movies, but like you get these things in your head and you're like, you have these visions of people. And it's like, I can't, I can't picture him in this role as the, as the president of the United States. Well, I could keep on thinking of this guy telling me it's very bad to drink his, to drink his rum. Well, you know? would you buy car insurance from him too? Because you're on good hands no, no. with Allstate. Competitor, my friend. Competitor, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> um, what's another good sports movie now? Oh, Lane Meyer in Better Off Dead. when He, he skied the K2. What was that old HBO series about football? Um, between oh, First the lines? and Ten. First, first and, and ten. ten. What happened to that show? That was a cool show. That, like, Delta Burke before she blew up. 
Yeah, that was like super hot Delta Burke. The coach was some other guy. Like the rest of the team was like nobody's. Nobody's um, right. Oh, you know who was on that team? The bad guy from Roadhouse that Patrick Swayze rips his neck out. He played like a wide receiver oh, okay. on this. Okay. But uh, yeah, that show was on. That show was on like five, six years. That was like missing- HB. That was HBO's first show, like one of the first shows. Right, right. I think I froze up again, Mike. Um, I don't know what's yes, going on did. with our little feed tonight, but I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We missed another guy, not technically a sports movie, but pre- what? I am an FBI agent, Johnny Utah. No, I'll say no. <laughs> Just for one reason. Okay, there's one stupid scene, the football on the beach. You never see him play college ball. I, 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 sure. I'm, I'm going to throw the flag. I'm throwing the flag. I'll take that one. Right. I'll buy back. that. I'll buy I, that. I, I, I do like it, though. I do. It's a, it's a nice pull, but you never really see him. I was actually going to buy a Johnny Utah jersey. You can go on like some site. It's got all these like movie. Jer- I, I, have a, with I have a Ke- Kelly Lee. Kelly Bingo. Lee. I have his missed... I have his jersey. I bought his jersey. Chico and the Chico Bonds. <laughs> Chico's bail bonds. No, absolutely, man. Just missed it. I missed that completely. Kelly, how dominant was Kelly or, Lee? Or uh Amanda, what's her uh, what's her face? Amanda, the pitcher. Oh, the girl. Peter. Yeah, yeah, the pitcher. No, but Kelly Leak was unbelievable, man. Kelly you know, he's like uh he was a five tool like, player. Oh, five tool player. Five tool player, right? <laughs> I think he's still the same size to this day. <laughs> yeah, Jackie uh, Haley, whatever. I checked name. him out. Like, uh, he's a weird dude, man. He was like in one of those '70s sitcoms after that, and then um, he was he in here. Another thing. Let's bring it full circle. He was in Breaking Away, the movie, and Breaking Away, the TV series. He was, I think, the only guy that did it, or maybe Dan yes, Stein yes, too, was in the TV series too. And he turned up in uh, that that movie, The Watchmen. Have yeah, he was great that in that. yeah, that's a great movie. That's a weird movie. Like I've been to comic books and stuff back in the day, but even that. Yeah, but found did you that read? Really hard to follow. Did you read The Watchmen when we were kids? Yeah, I read it. I had. I had. Yeah, the comic I read, books. Yeah. It was a it's weird too, type yeah. thing, you know. That was one like of those alternate universe and stuff, and. Yeah, but that was one of those ones that actually stayed kind of like true, to the like for the most part. Like if you watch, so except for the end. That guy who wrote The Watchmen, he wrote an interesting comic book for those who are into comic books and stuff. It was called The Confederate States of the United States of America, which I'm sure like if it came out today would be completely, you know, see you later, woke, canceled, destroyed. And basically, Watchmen, from what I understand, was set in an alternate universe. And the guy previously to that wrote a storyline about what if the South had won the, the, the Civil War. And it just basically showed you like, how society developed here in the US with having two separate countries and how like I guess Canada really became like I guess the really big bad villain, you know, like um it was a weird, 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 weird comic book. Like I read it back in the day, but it was written by the same guy that Watchmen, you know, who wrote the Watchmen. But um yeah, Kelly Leak, bro. Kelly Leak is definitely up there. He's right up yeah. there with uh Jimmy Shithood, uh Roy Hobbs. Um, the Wolf, right? A Teen Wolf. Um, uh, the Hanson brothers. What about the Hanson brothers? Do you those count? guys were more goons. They weren't dominant. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Or how about Youngblood? Rob Lowe. 
Patrick Swayze. Young Blood was Young Blood had it, man. Young Blood like that, had it, right? That movie should have just been called like the Wayne Gretzky story. Oh, absolutely. It, it was just completely modeled after him. Like just a young little fast guy. dude. I seen him in person. He's such like a small guy. Like it's Rob crazy Rob. that Gretzky. Oh, Gretzky. Okay. Like when you see him, how like thing he you can't believe that like there goes the greatest hockey player of all time. It's 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 pretty wild. You know, he's the one guy I think that in any sport, more so than Babe Ruth or Jordan or LeBron or whoever you want to say in basketball, or more so like um Brady or Montana in football or whoever Lawrence Taylor into there's no dispute who the goat is and in hockey. You know, you yeah. can have an argument, you can have a discussion <laughs> in any of these other sports. You could talk a little bit about Mario Lemieux, who I met, but I gotta be honest with you, there's no discussion when it comes to the goat in hockey. Yeah. You know, there's just no argument. There's no other side. There's no going back and forth with people. But um, where'd you run into him? I saw him. Well, this had to be. Shit. He was probably still playing. When remember Planet Hollywood? You know, I think they're still around, but they, they yeah. did like a, they did like a spinoff one called the All Star Cafe, where it was like all these sports guys dumped their money into it and did like a Planet Hollywood version of. The uh, the All Star Cafe was like a Planet Hollywood version of sports figures, and it was probably in Times like in the Square. 90s, I think probably when he came to the range. Yeah, dude, we were like st- we were. I did the detail that night, and we were stationed like a block away from where everyone was going in, and they were a block. And it was fun. The way they set it up is they were picking these sports people up in hotels in a hotel right behind us in Times Square, and just driving them around the block and dropping them off right in front. So like we had the hotel in front, so we were just standing there and it was like, all right, there goes uh, what's his face? There goes Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was mobbed. Janet Jones was left all alone, just like walking like 10 feet behind him. Like no one cared about it. Wow. It was pretty funny. She was big, too. She was in the uh, the movie with Matt Dillon. Remember the uh, where he's the pool boy? Yeah. Flamingo kid. Yeah. And who else? Did I, we saw Shaq. Dude, OK, dude was a mountain. Saw Joe Montana. It was, it had to be like the mid 90s when this thing, because I think he had just retired. And when he retired, he had like a double knee surgery. He walked out on canes into a limo. Like he couldn't walk. Like they were helping him. He was on canes. It was all, it was a mess. But one of the fun, now that you brought that night up, one of the funniest things about that night was the end of the night. They were having like the after party in there with just like all sports celebrities. Standing on the corner. All right. The Sylvester Stallone movie, Cobra. Everyone remembers it, I guess. Very bad. Remember the bad guy that kind of looks like Schwarzenegger? He's been in like a bunch of things. The bad guy, you know, he was with the axes doing. They were like some cult and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes walking up to us and he's like, yo, what's going on in there? We're like, oh, it's the All-Star Cafe. This guy thinks he's like super famous. And we all kind of like aren't you the bad guy from Cobra? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he goes, oh, I'm going I'm to go inside and go check it out. We're like, okay. He walked to the front door. They gave him the fucking Heisman trophy and he walked right back to us. Like they gave him the sniff on like, you're not coming in. And he just like, w- and he just, we just watched him walking down the block on the other side of the street. Like, ooh, should have yeah, called the, the Cobra dude. Thing, it's the funniest story. When you, when you get a celebrity, mm-hmm. I think I told a couple of stories already, like with Kenny Anderson or, 
Philly Squire. Like when these guys aren't recognized, you know, like these not superstars, mm-hmm. but like these mid-tier people or like these unknowns, like you've had a couple of things here and there and like you don't recognize them. Dude, some of these people like like you might as well just destroy them like they, you know, like as the English like to say during like watching a soccer game, the person looks utterly disintegrated. You know, <laughs> it's just like their entire essence, like, you know, just blows up in front dude, of you. Dude, I did that to <laughs> remember Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like almost a decade after they had that like one album. I don't know right. who the hell Bone Thugs and Harmony are. Dude, I was working like a, a security gig and the guy tries to get in and the guy goes, yo, we're bone thugs and harmony. I'm like, I have no, I don't idea. know you. I don't know you, man. Listen, they told me no you, one bro. can get in. Sorry. Right. I ran into <laughs> seduction, the old uh, freestyle group uh, in a bar that I worked with in the early nineties. She looks just like Madonna. I'm like, do you know who I am? No. Who are you? Mm-hmm. You Madonna? I'm not Madonna. <laughs> okay. Who are you? I'm sorry. Then this other girl came over. I Dallas from MTV. Right. Yeah, I'm like I know you, and then downtown Julie Brown came on, not the uh, not the 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 redhead, uh, the other one, right? The English and, one, yeah, right. So I'm like I know you too, but I don't know you. I thought you were Madonna. She's like not Madonna. I'm Michelle from Seduction. I'm like okay, I think I know your song, but I don't know who you are. Destroyed her like she wanted to strangle mm-hmm. me, like wanted to poke my eyes out. Kind of thing. Yeah, man. It, it, it is funny when you see them like getting denied. Oh, oh, my friend Brian told me, who the hell did he have? They had to shut down traffic one day. And, oh, man. Now I can't remember the person's name. He said, oh, I think, oh, Doogie Hauser, Neil Patrick oh. Harris. Supposedly was pissed that he had like, he was he was interrupted for like five minutes and he couldn't cross oh. the street. But it was, so sorry, was Doogie. By the way, watching The Sopranos again the, the last couple of weeks, I, I pretty much did my 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 finish. I finished up the series again. Doogie House's uh, buddy Vinny. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, he's in a bunch yeah, of episodes plays. towards those last few seasons. Yeah, yeah, he was in there. But uh, g- hey, how about a shout out to our uh, friend Tony Bennett today? Story of Native birthday, ninety five oh, yeah. years old or something. Ninety five. He's doing those last dude. He got dementia. Like, I don't I don't know if I'd want to go see him in concert. If he's like that off, why would you want to go see that? You know, no, I wouldn't want to see that. But there's another story of guy, man. You know, another guy from the neighborhood doing good. He's a good guy. Good guy. How about uh, Matt Damon and the baby before we wrap things up soon? Oh, yeah. They both Matt Damon like canceled himself. <laughs> that boob. An idiot. Like, mm. even if you're saying this stuff like in the privacy of your home, Whatever yeah. it is. Why don't you just leave it shit, there? <laughs> homophobic stuff. Why would you ever come out well, and admit it? You, well, yeah, Mike, you know what? Me and my <laughs> wife were saying blah, 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 blah behind the scenes. Why would you incriminate yourself? Why would you ever, ever in a million years say that? Chris, Chris, Chris. In the last, all right, Matt Damon's been famous, what, for like 25 years? 25 years, right. Who has ever told Matt Damon in the last 25 years? No, what you're doing is wrong. Don't do that. He's Matt Damon. So he, you know what he was trying to do? He was trying to outwoke people. He's like, watch this. Right, man. Oh yeah, he was like, watch how woke I am, man. I had a, I had a conversation with my kid, my daughter. About the, she, my daughter. she schooled me on the, on the villainy of using this word. <laughs> you know, in, I, in the, in the privacy <laughs> of my home, and I must be this foul mouthed bigoted idiot. You know, and how dare me? You know, 
I just came to my senses, you know, and my little daughter, you know, woke me up to, you know, the villainies of this. I mean, but who does <laughs> crap like that? Like, I, I think that's a pretty good take, to be honest. With you, yeah, but he just he, he wanted to show everybody like I was wrong. I Yeah, dude, you shouldn't have been using that word ever. Maybe you should have just kept your mouth shut, period. How about that? <laughs> if you would have just like, yeah. all right, I'm just not going to use the word anymore. No one would say anything. No one would care. Now, the baby, I get. You know, oh. I'm, you know, I'm in the, you know, I deal with music, right? I know who he is. He's a huge, huge, huge thing right now. And he came out on stage and he basically said something, you know, that was not too cool towards gay people, right? Oh, he, yeah, he went nuts. But I get it. I get it. You know, in that type of field and, you know, in his genre of music, that stuff is kind of promoted. I can understand that. Damien, I can't understand, you know, to come out, you know, and, and make that comment. And think that you're not going to get any flack about it or that you're going to get flack and taking the approach that you just explained. I just don't, I don't understand that, you know, for a smart guy. And I think, I think he's a pretty smart yeah. guy, him and, and, and Affleck, you know, they got pretty high IQs. They've written screenplays. He's been in the public eye for 25 plus years. He's on the kind of left-hand side of the, the fence when it comes politically. I just don't, you know, whether you're trying to outwoke people or not, what is your end game in making that? That's comment? what it was. he wanted to show like how he, he was the most sensitive, like, dude, you're a middle-aged white guy. Just keep your mouth shut. Because whatever you say about anyone else, you're going to, like, get in trouble for. You, you, chances it's, are. It's going to bite you in the ass. And chances and, and are, Mike, behind the scenes, you and me and him and people our age bracket, we've probably 20, 30 years ago, stuff that we said that was yeah. no big deal is now a big deal. Yeah. So whether you're saying it on purpose, whether you're being malicious about it, whether you think it's right, whether you think it's sure. wrong. If you're in the public eye, there's just no upside to admitting to any of that crap. Yeah. Like, what, you, like you know, it, it, no, you're absolutely right. Cause think about it. We're, we're, you just said you just hit the nail on the head 20, 30 years ago. Okay. For the last few months, I've been like on, on like a Hulu bender and like, just going to like old shows, go watch any old show from the eighties. It wouldn't last an episode. No, I'm watching, cool. I'm watching cheers right now. Like just going to like, I'll just throw cheers on during the day. Right. Every girl on, that walks in on the show is a slut. I, I, I've heard Carla right, say the Google. word slut. Right, yeah. Like every girl that like Ted dancing bangs, she just calls her a slut. I mean, like, uh, oh, just the the uh, the unwokeness of that. It's it, 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 it's amazing. Right. And like but you to said, be honest it, with you, you know, it's. People can't be real or genuine with yourself. We've talked about this ad, ad nausea, Mike. Yeah. It's not changing anything. Just because you're canceling people, just because you think that somebody's ignorant in an opinion or if they make a joke, it's not changing them. You're not changing people's mentality. No. And for people that grew up in an era where some of the stuff was acceptable, you're definitely not changing that. And just by shaming them or canceling them or trying to hurt them financially or whatever. or Well, the guy... The guy, the baby got hit in the pocket because I think they threw him off a tour. He did, but he'll be fine. He's in that line of business. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, he's going to get backlash. And like but, you said, Matt, Matt Damon's been famous for 25 years. He's probably worth like $100 million by now. Doesn't so matter. It doesn't matter to him. Doesn't matter for him. He's not getting canceled by studios. You know, they're going to continue to make Matt Damon movies. Yeah. Just like Tom Cruise. You know, think about it. Like Tom Cruise hasn't really come out and been caught, you know, with anti, you know, like racist, racist stuff or homophobic type stuff. But I tell you, at one point he was 
he was nitroglycerin in, in the movie business, like when he was jumping up and down in Oprah's couch and stuff. Yeah, but you he know, wasn't. Uh, yeah, but Chris, that's different in a sense, dude. He wasn't saying like inflammatory things. He was just like, he's a weirdo in love. You know, he wasn't, but he was saying a lot of whacked out stuff when it came to Scientology and his religion, which I think a lot, which drove a lot of studios away from him. You know, I think probably yeah. a better example, maybe I'm a little bit off the point with that one, would probably be Mel Gibson. There's another guy, you know. Oh, yeah. Got he, to the point where, you know, he's been accused of anti-Semitism, you know, probably rightfully so. And um, it got to the point where he couldn't make a movie. You know, he basically had to come out of pocket and make the Jesus movie, you know, because nobody really wanted to work with him. You know, the industry is filled with, you know, and, again, I'm not going to get into it, but. And he got, he got, he wound up with the last laugh because he produced Passion of the Christ and it made like half a billion dollars. Right. But all he had for a, him. He came out of all pocket. for him. He came out yeah, of pocket. But... Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I saw that and I saw the comments mm. the baby made. I mean, listen, it's not cool. I mean, you know, the, yeah. but like I said, 20, 30 years ago, that was commonplace at a rap yeah. concert. I mean, if you went to a rap concert, if you went to a public enemy concert or whoever, I'm not here to slander anybody. I'm not saying specifically public enemy, but I'm just saying in general, you know, if you went to a rap concert 20, 25 years ago, there was a lot of misogynist, you know, comments, homophobic comments, you know, anti, you know, homosexual comments. Um, You know, things change, man. You know, well, well, look at that guy. What's his face? Little Nas X. Like all these rappers now, all, all. But all these rappers now, they they, they can't say anything against this guy because they'll cancel themselves. Of course not. Listen, his music is very catchy. But that guy, and I'm not just saying this, but he he pushes it to a a level where, you know. You know what, though? You know what? Here, I'll defend Little Nas X. Good. In the sense that, think about every rap video is big booty girls dancing. Yeah, good point. He he was like, give me some dudes with Huge wangs, and I'm going to dance with them. So go yeah, for yeah, it, yeah, man. I get that. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, fair point. Fair point. You know, I, I, I mean, I mean, they're the last guys. These rappers are like most rappers are like the last guys now. With like, they got to be like politically. They they don't want to talk about him. He's like the last person they want to talk about in the music business. I'll tell you this, Mike. Because he's, this. He, he's if it doing gets to a the lot. Point, if it gets to that point in the rap business, they'll kill the rap game. They'll absolutely kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, think about that. Think about if they get to the point where they're really censor those guys and they really come down hard like they do, they've done on you know comedians these days. They've made it very difficult for comedians to you know go on stage and say yeah. things. You know, with the exception of like big guys like and he's probably not a comedian, yeah. but like Joe Rogan, who's probably impervious to that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of these comedians, a lot of these like if 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 that translated to the rap business, you'd destroy a lot of acts, yeah. man, because it still goes on. It's not as I guess it's not as it happens, but it's not as popular as it was when we were kids and stuff. But I think you would completely change that genre of music to the point where oh, yeah. I think it would, might be unrecognized. It, it would kind of go back to like the way the 80s was where you'd have like that pop rap, like those acts that like weren't these hardcore before gangster rap. Yeah. Like like in the 80s where it was just like, you know, kind of like these just regular dudes, right? Like a Sugar Hill gang, like just rap like that, where it's going to be like more like pop influence than I'm going to f- sing about fucking killing people and uh, dealing drugs and see, driving all. Like, I could nice see talk. it getting, I could see it getting like that, but there are two acts in, 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 in general that I think 
kind of changed the way that music was perceived. They were very androgynous. You had Michael Jackson and you had David Bowie. And I think- Yeah, but Michael- All right, we're talking- like 83, 84. No, but we're talking music then, not rap. Like we're not talking specifically rap then. Right. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking but, rap in terms of like, if, if, if culture came, it came after rap stars. You know, for being homophobic or saying racist, you yeah. know, well, they, they can't say racist shit, but I guess they could, but, but it probably be more lines of like homophobic stuff, you know, that kind of stuff, misogynist stuff, you know, um, I think you'd find that genre of music completely unrecognizable to what we are used to. I think that if music reverted to where it was in the eighties, I think you'd probably get more, you probably wouldn't even get little Nas, you'd get more artists, in my opinion, that were these androgynous type people like David Bowie or Michael Jackson post like Thriller, you know, to the point where there it's not so much the music, but the image, you know, because Little Nas music really doesn't talk about that stuff. It's very catchy stuff. It's yeah. public persona that is really, you know, I guess edgy, so to speak. And like you said, it's a good point. You know, he's just going in an opposite direction than what we're accustomed to. So, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like I said, it's really taken its toll in the comedian world. I mean, I mean, you go to that that uh, that comedy place every week. I mean, what do you see when you go down there? No, there's people. What kind yeah, of acts you, do those guys do? Uh, it depends, but a lot of people got you know you got to temper yourself. I mean, this is just, you know what I go to is most of the time is a bar show. Okay. Uh, Christine uh, Christine Berg hosts it, uh, but like just places I've been around the city, you do watch people temper what they say. Like no one will okay. say you know. No one's going to drop a, a, a retard on stage. F right, right, right. Things right. like that. You're not going to do that because you're running the fear of someone recording you and destroying your life. So, And that's what I think, man. I think on some level, um, it looks like I froze up again, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. going on with the show tonight. But, um, you know, you run the risk, you know, as far as like either comedians, you know, or like even musical acts. I think you run the risk of, you know, either adapting or not performing, you know, or, yeah. or performing and not really giving a, giving a, you know, what, and just doing it regardless. Yeah. So like, if I was comedian, like I, you know, and I really didn't have any care in the world, I think I would just go out and you know say whatever I wanted to say, you know, with no fear, you know, um, yeah, I mean, thing, I heard, like, you know, if I was a musician, I heard it, I heard a kid the other day, just go for it on stage. Like okay. just, he said, I mean, like, it just went, I'm not even going to get into what he basically mentioned every taboo you can think of. Good for him. And it, and it, Good for him. but what kills comedy like that is the, the kid was not funny. That's the problem. Well, that's something different. It's, something it's when, different. when these guys like, all right, say like Dave Chappelle, when he's on stage, most of the stuff he's saying is funny. You Absolutely. Know, I'm not, He's going into those taboos, like his last Netflix special where he went into like the LGBTQ LMNOP thing. We started calling them the alphabet people and all of this stuff and how he was he was equating how they, they try and equate everything to like them in the black movement and all that stuff. And it was great and it was funny. But if you're not funny, now you're just coming off as a homophobe. That's the yeah. problem. Like you have to like they all say all comics say the same thing. You can say whatever you want on stage, but it better be funny. And if it's not yes, funny, you're done. Well, let me let me just point something out to, to the audience and you know take it for what it's worth. And, and here's the deal. You can say anti-homosexual or anti-LBG type stuff. 
and not be quote a homophobe because homophobia in, in definition is you're afraid of it. So you may be ignorant, you may be a racist, you may be whatever, a bigot, whatever you want to call the person, but doesn't necessarily mean they're afraid of it. So when I hear that term, that's another term that just gets thrown around too. Oh, he's a homophobe. Like I, I just used it a couple of times too, but it's like, are you afraid of it? Or are you just, you know, <laughs> are you a bigot? You know, are you a racist? Are you, you know, yeah. just, you know, phobia, you know, or is a fear of. So like when you say someone's homophobic, that means you're afraid of something. I think Eminem said it back in the day. You know, he got on stage with Elton John and before, before Andy, he was having a big thing with Elton John. I think he said something against Elton John and gay people. Well, and, well you know, no, it wasn't. Elton John just like looked at all his songs. It's, it, like he right. just drops F-bombs in every song. So he was like. And he had a problem with it. He said some, he said some anti, anti-gay anti stuff in, in, in his yeah, songs. And I think oh, Elton yeah. John took umbrage with it. Then they were cool with each other. But he said the same yeah. thing that eventually, essentially I said. It's like. Dude, just because I'm rapping about it or saying something, you may want to label me as a bigot or a racist or whatever you want to call me, but it doesn't mean I'm afraid of it. You know, he, yeah. he rapped about it in his song, you know, he's like, you know, so that's like, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like the same thing when like people get canceled on like podcasts or radio or TV or whatever. Most of the time when you like I said, when you're seeing like a comedian on a radio show, a podcast, a TV show, whatever, do you understand? They know they're being recorded. They're doing it to be funny. It's not being 99.9% of the time. It's not malicious what they're doing. It's just, sure. they're just trying to, to joke. Like there was the guy, Shane Gillis last year. The guy got on to Saturday Night Live on like Wednesday and was fired by Friday because they pulled up a podcast. Yeah. And where he, he made some anti-Asian jokes. He just made Asian yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I he saw did, that. I think I saw he did that. the voice, you know, he did a voice and did some jokes. And see, here you are. Look, you've known me for what, 30, for my whole life, basically, right? You know, inherently, I'm not a racist. I'm not a bigot. I'm not anything. Look, I call it like I see it. I like to say to people that know me all these years, I discriminate equally. I call it like I see it. And, you know, unfortunately, I guess my viewpoint is certain things. I just can't, I can't say, you know, people take it the wrong way. I can't be genuine. I don't say things maliciously. Just sometimes it comes off the wrong way. And I think a lot of times, I'm not saying everything, you know, in general, but I think that a lot of people kind of get caught up in that same, in that same mode. Yeah. You know, I think some, every person that makes an off color joke or makes a comment about a, a, a certain person or whatever, you know, is inherently racist or a bigot. You know, yeah. I just think, you know, it's just so overly sensitive these days. You know, it's like. Everybody wants to feel special and everyone needs a reason. It's almost like everyone needs a reason to hurt now. Like I have to be offended by something. That's almost what it comes down to. Like I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. watch you. I want to watch you and I want to watch you screw up. Like, I, or Chris Muscolino has a brand new show. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a deep dive on his whole life on social media. He mm -hmm. said this, he did that. I mean, that's what, you know, that's basically what the millennials do now. You know, that, that th there is a whole subculture of canceling. That's why it's called cancel culture. There is a whole subgenre of that now where people just go on to tear apart everything you do. They were saying that, like, I mean, we'll get back to stand up. Th th there's a big I've heard this on a few different shows. Why Eddie Murphy isn't probably ever coming back to stand up because yeah, stuff won't fly these days. Between that and when Eddie Murphy was coming up back in the 80s. No one was recording everything you did. 
comedy clubs, as they call them, are like the gym. That's where you go to work out. You work out your material. You work out your set. That's where you went. And you could say pretty much whatever you wanted to say. And then you, you record yourself. You figure out what works, what doesn't work. He said now because everything is these people come in with their phones and want to record everything. He goes, something's going to get taken out of contact. Something's going to something's going to make it onto the Internet. And he goes, that that's it. You know, no more. You know, I'm not going to do my Here's what I would do. You know what? You want to save comedy? I just came up with an idea. If you're a comedy place and you're afraid of that kind of stuff. Hey, Mike, when you come into my into my comedy store, you can't bring any cell phones. You got to check your phone. There are certain I know. I know certain clubs like if you're like a big enough name. Like. uh who was doing I think that guy Louis C.K. before he had his thing. Right. He would do it where you would put some some clubs do it. You put your phone in a bag that can't. It's like a I guess it's like a tinfoil kind of bag where you can't record anything on it. You know, you can't it, it gives you zero reception. You get like zero bars. You put it in a bag and you get zero bars. And when when, when that comedian's off and the show's over, you get the phone out of the bag. And, I, you know, I think probably, you know, the. That's probably the best way to do it. So, um, shit, man, we went over a lot. Um, we went over, bro. Ooh. Yeah, over, over. I wanted to get to Suicide Squad. I watched it. It wasn't bad. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. It's a weekend. I will just say one thing about it, man. Sly Stallone does the voice of the shark. He sounds like uh, it's 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 him doing the Rocky voice. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh. But it was like he sounds like special needsy. It's like Rocky Mike. and special needsy Mike. Cause they, the whole, and I was his character. He plays the shark guy or whatever the hell shark King or whatever. They made it almost like he was like ripping off the group character. I'll leave it at that. I'll Yo, leave it at that. You could change. I could change. I can change. We can we change. Can change. <laughs> Putin can running. change. Was that, was that Putin back then? What was that? Uh, no, uh, Gorbachev. Gorbachev with the stain on the head. Yeah. Right, right, right. <coughs> Rocky ended the Cold War. Go to the uh, go to the sports movies. <laughs> I'm gonna go in my barn and go work out, and then run in the snow right now. So, get chased by the KGB. All right. Yeah. What plugs you got, bro? Uh, usual. We'll go uh, DJ Chris Clash. Uh, www.chrisclash.com. Jay Cristiano, Cardinal Financial, 844-442-7334. Give the promo code 4215 if you're in the buy or resell market. That's pretty much it. We'll plug Mad Donkey at 3207 36th Avenue, Story, New York. Tommy D's Place, Insignia, and uh, La Familia out here in Smithtown. And I'm good. I'm good for tonight. All right. Uh, I always have Pat Dixon, Compound Media. Check him out. And his podcast, New York Crime Report. My buddy Jack at I Can Paint. Check him out, man. I, he just put up some new stuff. He's always ready. So ch- what the hell was that? I don't know, man. I think Siri's uh, taping me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, check out Jack at I Can Paint on Instagram. He's always got great stuff. Uh, Provmatic on Twitch. And finally, uh, you can see Christine Meehanberg every Wednesday. Dylan's on Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills, Queens. Thank you for the opportunity the other night, Christine. Greatly appreciated. And we shall see you next week, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.